Assalamualaikum. <laughs> you are listening to the Converts in Conversation podcast. Today we are discussing non-Muslim holidays. Uh, with me today, I've got Almas and Alice. Say salam. Assalamualaikum, everybody. Alice also has Ida with her, which is her beautiful daughter, mashallah. So you might hear a few opinions from her. And I'm Zara. Um, today we're going to be looking at a few of these questions that I'm just going to run through and then we'll break them down. Firstly, which holidays did you celebrate prior to converting? Which holidays do your family still celebrate? And how do you participate now, if at all, versus how you participated before conversion and how they feel about that shift, if there has been any? Are there any non-Muslim holidays that you particularly still enjoy? Valentine's, Easter, Halloween, Guy Fawkes, Christmas, New Year. Um, if you have kids, how do you navigate your way through these holidays, especially as they become more aware and have non-Muslim friends, classmates, where, there is, where it's made of a big thing off? How does not celebrating some non-Muslim holidays impact how you view Eid, especially, especially if you previously celebrated other holidays before? So does your focus on Eid amplified? Um, and then tips for new Muslims in how to avoid holiday celebrations if they feel ready how they can discuss why they don't celebrate with family and colleagues, etc. Wow, quite a list. Inshallah, we'll get to all of them today. Um, but let's make a start. Who wants to jump in first? Which holidays did you celebrate prior to converting? Okay, I'll start. Um, what did I celebrate prior to converting? Okay, well, I was definitely really loved Christmas. Um, we did like we had stockings we always had we always had a satsuma in the toe of our stockings i loved it and then um you know my mum used to put on kind of little presents and stuff like that the only thing we never had was a tree because my dad was really kind of like no way i'm just not getting a tree in this house you must be joking um he didn't really like it i think he just thought it was he he was very sharp he saw beyond all the kind of all the cutesy stuff you could get and he just thought it was a big consumerist holiday and he just didn't buy into it so he didn't like us to go overboard with it but we definitely you know we definitely wrote letters to Santa Claus and I was always I remember getting this one present and it had my name on it and I was so impressed that Santa well actually no I the, the name on the thing that was written it had misspelt my name um, and I remember thinking oh yeah well you know my name is difficult to spell so I'm not surprised Santa Claus didn't get it right and um, you know I just I loved it I just loved the whole thing and I loved the tooth fairy I loved all of this sort of stuff I just loved it all these kind of magical things that you know you could kind of buy into as a child I just thought it was great I love this kind of whole fantasy world that you could just uh, you know absorb yourself in as far as Easter goes it was literally just chocolate fest for me there was nothing else because we didn't celebrate any of these celebrations in a religious way at all. It was literally just the whole social aspect of celebrating. Yes, we had the roast turkey until one year. It was just, this turkey just didn't stop. We had turkey in sandwiches. We had turkey with pasta. And it was just like, oh, I can't bear this turkey anymore. So then after that, it was just roast chicken after that. We just didn't buy the turkey anymore. Yeah, so we, we kind of celebrated like birthdays, Christmas, Guy Fawkes you name it, I somehow took part in most of 
the kind of celebrations that most people think of. The one that my mum really pretty much put her foot down and didn't want us to do was Halloween. Although one year I did go trick-and-treating with some friends. She just thought it was a bit too scary. She didn't want us to get scared with it all. So um, she kind of kept us out of that one. But yeah, we, we celebrated everything else. What about you, Zahra? What, what about you? All of them, whole hog. I absolutely love a celebration. So growing up, but for me, it wasn't necessarily what the celebration was. It was more the opportunity to celebrate and get together with like close friends and family. So when it was one, it was always, oh, when's the next time we're celebrating as opposed to, oh, Halloween is next. That's a very serious holiday um, and things like that. I suppose as a child, Christmas and Easter were the only two really religious holidays that we also went to church for. Um, but again, that I was sort of bribed into going to church, if I'm honest, for Christmas. If you don't go to church, you're not going to get your presents. So again, it was more just a, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I went along to see what songs they were banging out and I just wanted to get home to my presents. <laughs> um, and then that was it. And then valentine's day nah. i just like all the discounted chocolates after valentine's day if i'm honest same goes with easter don't get me wrong i do love some flowers or chocolates but all year round don't save that stuff for 14th of february <laughs> keep it coming anything else? i don't think there were anything else guy forks in prep for this chat today i had a look at some of the talks that we celebrate in the uk and I actually find it really fascinating just reading different person, different people's points of view on the different um, holidays that we have from a Muslim's point of view and why Muslims shouldn't. Obviously, you're always going to find lots and lots of um, explanations as to why Muslims shouldn't celebrate any of these holidays, especially um, if they're religious, but even when they're not religious. So a little bit later on, I'll go into some of the findings that I've found. But Alice, what about you? What did you celebrate before? All of them. It was maybe not kind of celebrations, so like things like Halloween, like so we wouldn't go out trick-or-treating or anything like that like my mum might buy some I don't know little Halloween cakes from Sainsbury's that we'd have that evening Do you know what I mean it wouldn't be like actually doing anything same with like Valentine's birthdays again we we always just did a very kind of small have a cake at home and that was about it like we never really had parties or anything but for us because my mum is Christian Christmas Easter were the big ones um, and like with Christmas, it'd be like midnight mass and it would be like doing the whole of Advent, same with Easter. Um, so, yeah, so we really kind of marked Mothering Sunday as well, although we never did Father's Day because my dad was very against Father's Day. He said it was like consumerist. It was just trying to get money out of kids and it's all a load of nonsense. So he never said, he said, like, don't ever get me anything for Father's Day. But my mum, obviously, you know, because it's our mum, we always get, so we still do get something for Mother's Day. But yeah, we just sort of celebrated them, really. Okay, so what did I have next on the, on the list? So which holidays do your family still celebrate and how do you participate at all? Um, for me, I suppose that one would be Christmas, which is the holiday up and coming and for anybody listening we will do an episode specifically on how to deal with Christmas and navigate your way through a little bit closer to the time but yeah Christmas is probably the only one that my family celebrates on the whole or that's been an issue for me not and I think how I was about it when I first converted versus how I am about it 
now has probably changed so when i first converted i was like no i do not celebrate christmas anymore do not talk to me about your christmas business um and i really tried to avoid going to their houses and you know would go out of my way not to wear a pretty outfit on christmas day whereas i think probably over the years my heart has softened on that when i've just realized that i shouldn't take myself so seriously and christmas really even for my family who used to go to church and don't anymore is more about seeing each other and having a meal so they still know i don't celebrate christmas and i don't buy them presents they don't buy me presents but as far as on the day all having dinner together and then having a games night in the evening um i still participate in all of that you know i'll help my mum make the dinner and it's just a family day and i think for people who are from completely muslim families who have never celebrated christmas in the sort of true sense of it even they have a get together and dinner on that one day because everything's shut well so you're gonna do uh i'll ask you what to jump in yeah i just want to say that um because you were saying about what, what you know how did what do your family still celebrate or what do you still celebrate um i don't have so much family left anymore but um the family that i do have left they do celebrate christmas but although um this year obviously with covid they're not going to do the big family get i mean they were doing like extended family get togethers um and definitely when i first um when i first kind of took on islam i was completely against pretty much every celebration i mean i think because i had celebrated everything before i now celebrated nothing i kind of completely swung the other way and i think um that can really happen when you know and in the whole kind of conversion journey the whole kind of journey that you make um in your um kind of discovery of islam it can be quite common to swing like that you know one one time you'll be doing nothing and next time you might be doing a bit more and um i mean I, especially when my kids were young i was very very concerned about how they would be influenced by my family who were celebrating all these non-muslim celebrations i didn't want my kids to get confused um also because living obviously here in this country there's not such a big deal made about eid unless you do have um a large kind of communication with lots of muslims in the community so there's not so much emphasis on eid um and obviously in the shops and everywhere like in the shops literally like christmas is an event for at least five months of the year when you're looking at you know what you could buy and you know all the kind of uh, ads that come out and everything and i knew that my kids would definitely feel oh christmas is definitely something that's so exciting and you know, oh what are all these you know what's all these like strange costumes in the in the in the shops this must be something special obviously halloween and and i just thought oh my gosh my poor kids they're bombarded with all of this how are they ever going to figure out what is pleasing to allah what is better to stay away from so i just kind of thought i'm a very all or nothing person anyway so i thought right I'm not doing any of this at all. And I made it a point because my, I'm from London. I lived in Manchester at the time when my kids were, well, still do live in Manchester when my kids were young. And I, I actually literally just didn't go down at Christmas at all to visit family. And I know it caused issues. 
in my family because they just thought, oh, this girl, she's such an extremist. You know, there she is wearing a scarf, telling us she's not going to be doing Christmas at all in any description. And we remember how much she loved a good stocking with little presents. And now here she goes telling us she's not going to do any of it. Um, but yeah, it, it was a, it's, I think it's a really difficult call to make. And it's definitely whatever sits better with you personally. I was fortunate in the sense that my mum wasn't really into Christmas much either. She did it for us when we were younger. So as we got older, she was quite happy not to kind of do the big dinners and everything. And, you know, and she just felt that the rest of the family were being a bit OTT about the whole thing. But she was quite happy that I'd kind of taken a backward step on it. So that was great because it was really close to my mum. And I just thought, well, as long as she's happy, I'm happy. Um, and yeah, I mean, the rest of the family now, they're so used to the fact that I only celebrate Eid. Um, that now when, I mean, because I was really big on not celebrating anything. So, I mean, like I literally wouldn't even phone anyone or give them a card for their birthday or anything. And now I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm so old now. I need to be in touch with my family. The easiest way is to get in touch with them on their birthday just look I'm thinking about you I think that's what it's about really that's what celebration's about especially in the family sense it just shows that you love your family and you're thinking about them and yeah you have to be careful obviously that you don't displease Allah in the way that you celebrate but Zahra what 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 did you want to say Danny? I just wanted to pick on something that you'd said about missing your family as an opportunity to celebrate with your family I think that especially when you're a new convert um, and not so new as well. It's really important not to isolate yourself from family members. And obviously the ties of kinship are super important, especially in Islam. And I think that certainly the way I handled it when I initially converted, which was to cut Christmas off altogether, it does sort of serve to go against that whole idea of not isolating yourself because especially with Christmas it is so, there's such a UK focus on it and it is such a long and extended I think you said five months but it feels like it's a 12-month celebration at times and it just seems never-ending there's no escape in it it's not like Valentine's Day where it's sort of three days the day before to remind everyone the day of and the day after and then likewise with Easter and everything else just seems a lot shorter and that you can escape it if you want um christmas there is no escaping christmas in this country no matter where you live where you go how you try not to celebrate it there's just no escape in it and i think if you try and shut yourself away in this whole i don't do christmas it could be very isolating especially if you don't have muslim family that you can sort of hide away with or spend time with if your option is your non-muslim family or nothing um your non-muslim family is better every time anyway and if you're having conversations with them about what you are willing how you can compromise with them because it is all about compromise don't compromise your faith or do anything that's against islam but you can have dinner with your family there's nothing religious about dinner and i just think yeah it was just something about family that you said that made me think isolation is definitely a risk um in relation to this alice did you want to jump in yeah so like when i first converted very similar that first year i was 
taking it, it wasn't even a case of me saying I'm not doing xyz it was a case of okay well I'm not meant to do xyz anymore so I felt kind of disempowered so I, I you know I converted and then that was in like the summer and then the, the winter came and I was like okay well I'm not meant to because I'd moved out briefly and um, I was in like a bed um, not it's a house share um and I was like okay well I can't go to my mum and I can't go to my mum and dad's for Christmas I've just got to stay so I, I did a, an early shift that day but I felt so sad and so low and so depressed that in the end I ended up going to my mum and dad's and then the year later well a few months after that I then moved back in with my mum and dad and I stayed with my mum and dad for a few more years and so I was in their house then and I did like do Christmas I did do it because I was, I was living in their house um and over the years so like now, like I'm not going down to um, Kent for Christmas this year. I'm not even bothered, not even bothered about it. Not even to think, it's not even a case of, you know, like if you do a diet, you feel yourself depriving yourself of something. Whereas if you just turn around and go, oh, you know, I don't fancy eating that piece of cake. It's a different, it's like you feel more empowered by it. So it's taken me a, a years to get to this point where I feel like I'm not missing out at Christmas. And I feel like this year, this is what I was kind of having some revelations about yesterday. Now that all the kind of social aspect has been stripped away because of COVID, I kind of see Christmas more for what it is now, which is it's got really all the religious aspect of it has been completely stripped out. Unless you are a practicing Christian, most people, it's just a, a cultural holiday. I suppose like you'd see Thanksgiving in the States. There's nothing religious. There's nothing spiritual about it whatsoever. It's just a day where families get together and sit around the sofa, eat too much, drink too much and open presents. There's no, there's no depth to it. And also I think TV represents a Christmas that we have not seen in this country for at least 50 years. You know, why is it always snowing at Christmas? It's never snowed at Christmas in this country for a good hundred years. You know, it's people doing wholesome activities, going to church, going for Christmas day. Well, people don't do that. That's not real. That's not real life. And it's, it's a very interesting phenomena to me that we have this holiday that we celebrate every year in this country but the actual images of it that you see on christmas cards or on tv or in adverts is not the reality of what it actually is it's very very it's very interesting and so for me i've got to a point now where i don't feel like i'm missing out but it took me a long time to get there it absolutely did um but i think just kind of this year has really shown me how you know it, uh, you know I, I i would love going i used to love going for christmas meal with work and doing all that sort of nonsense and going out before i was muslim obviously going out f for drinks at christmas and all this and now no one can do that so when i look at it now it's like I won't, you know there's nothing really to miss out at all so it's my mindset has definitely changed over the years yeah um so i'm going to jump in there because something you said alice really kind of made me think you were saying that you know it, it doesn't match uh, you know, what you see in the films, what you see on the Christmas cards, you know, this kind of beautiful snowy atmosphere and, you know, everything's peaceful. It does, especially this year, it doesn't match at all. And I think really thinking about it, that is what I really got out of all these celebrations that I was taking part in. It was the, the kind of wishful thinking aspect of it. And, and, you know, wishing that your life was like this. So basically, it's a big, it's a big kind of consumerist con that I was buying into. But to be fair, I mean, I'm, you know, and to be honest, that's, that's how I used to be. I used to look at things outside of myself and look at how um, the adverts were, what was on TV, and just, oh, wish I could be that person or wish I could be in that situation. And so buying into all these celebrations, you know, if you... If you, you know, if you have somebody who sends you a Valentine, that means that you've got, you know, you've, you're successful because, you know, somebody out there loves you and it's a secret and oh, isn't that exciting? 
So it definitely was all of that that made me want to celebrate these things because I never celebrated any of them with any reference to any religious background or, or any kind of, well, just any original background to what these celebrations were. And I think when then I took on Islam, uh, yeah, definitely, I agree with you, Alice, at the beginning, it was like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. But over the years now, I see the sense behind it. And definitely, like you were saying, Alice, this year, you know, with, with everything stripped away and, and COVID kind of bringing everything back to its bare essentials, you see what all these celebrations are about. It's literally just about the fiscal economy, isn't it? It's just about how can we keep this country running by people selling and people buying stuff, which is very sad, I think. But yeah, yeah, that's my little rant. Okay, well, we're going to take a very quick break and we'll be back in a few minutes to continue this chat. Thanks. Assalamualaikum. You are back with Converts in Conversation. Today we're continuing to talk about how we view non-Muslim holidays and we're about to move on to how Eid affects our life, having dropped most of our non-Muslim holidays. Who wants to get us started with that one? Okay, so how, had, how has it affected my view on Eid now? Well, yeah, I can honestly say because I stopped celebrating everything and I was only celebrating Eid. When, when I didn't have any kids, uh, Eid just felt weird. It just felt like a bit of a, sounds awful, but it felt like a bit of a letdown because, you know, all the other celebrations were so involved with so much decoration and presents. But then when my kids came along, I still remember my son was only about one and the amount of presents I must have bought him for Eid. And I thought, and then I actually took a step back and thought to myself, what are you doing? He's only one. He doesn't even realize that he's getting everything. So then I kind of reined it in a bit. But yeah, I definitely, I still, I still make a big deal out of Eid in the sense of now it's very much focused on, oh good, we get to see our family. Although obviously this year we had the night before COVID restriction clamped down. Um, but yeah, so definitely it's all about meeting up with family because none, none of our immediate, one of, none of my in-laws family live near us. My non-Muslim family don't really celebrate Eid anyway much. They might go out for dinner maybe, but that, that's because they celebrate everything. Um, but yeah, so we meet, we meet up with family. It's definitely, especially for my youngest one, it's all about, oh, what, what can she make as an Eid present for her cousins? She loves, and you know, we kind of like doing research on Pinterest and you know, all this sort of stuff because she likes crafting. And I, we do make a big deal out of it. I think I kind of, one year I kind of did the lights and the, celeb and the, and the decorations. My husband now says, oh, do I have to put these decorations up again? I'm like, yes, it's really nice. I like it. So yeah, I just kind of shifted and my celebration has come twice a year for Eid. I feel completely fine doing it because I know it is the celebration that Allah is pleased with. So I'm not, you know, I, I do get people saying, oh no, don't make Eid like Christmas. Don't, you know, don't become too consumerist about it. And I do get that completely. And, and I tried to definitely keep it clamped down. I remember one year I had some friends and I knew they were coming around to give my kids a lot of presents for Eid. And I actually messaged my friend beforehand. And I said, look, I'm not being like Scrooge or anything, but can you please wait until the next Eid to give it to them? Because they'd already got so many presents. I was starting to feel a bit sick with the amount of presents that they got. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I'm just going down like some sort of rabbit hole of, you know, consumerism, which I'm, I'm completely anti-consumer. So I just thought, well, okay, I had to kind of rein it in a bit, but I still think it's a good celebration. It's a way of showing your 
maybe non-Muslim family that, look, being Muslim doesn't mean that you just, all you do is pray and all you do is read Quran. They're obviously, you're still a human being. You still want to celebrate. You still want to have fun. And these are the times where you are. And then actually, I think another important thing is to look into why we celebrate Eid. I think that's really important for anybody, whether they be a convert or, you know, born Muslim, to look and see why you're celebrating Eid so that you can actually make a holistic celebration out of your Eid, that it's not just about the presence, it's not just about the food. It's about, you know, thanking Allah for what he's given you. But yeah, Zahra, did you want to jump in there? I would say that I am a consumer's dream. So literally when it comes to eat i think because i used to you know i used to love making a whole fuss of getting a tree and then at halloween i mean i still go to pumpkin patches at halloween i don't always bring the pumpkin home with me because it gets gross after a while um but for anything you know any opportunity to like decorate and make a little bit of a fuss i am into it um and so dropping christmas and sort of decorate not decorating the tree and then no longer sort of going to halloween parties and fancy dress for eid all i did for my first one i didn't really see it as much of a celebration so um i didn't really understand the importance of Eid early on um which i think probably a lot of people experience but then as time has gone on and i've sort of come into my own a little bit i spend ages like surfing the internet looking for any kind of decoration photoshop booths everything not least because i try and get my family involved you know they see that i don't get involved with other celebrations like easter um and christmas and I, th I try and make Eid fun for them as well so that they think oh well we've got another celebration coming up and it's sort of included in the family set of celebrations throughout the year that you know Eid's coming up which means we're gonna have a barbecue there's gonna be some decorations no alcohol um but I get that not everyone can do that because not everyone's family is fully on board but yeah so it was just to say yeah I'm all over those decorations love it Alice did you want to jump in yeah, I feel like uh, I, I think it's important that like Eid doesn't go the way of Christmas, but I don't think it ever will because it is so intrinsically linked with the religion and the faith. Whereas, whereas Christmas was, you know, it was a pagan festival that when the Christians came to the West, you know, Western Europe, they kind of took those festivals and made them Christian in a way and convert the kind of pagan. Saxons or whatever they were I don't know the history properly so it's always been an amalgamation of different cultural beliefs and different ideas and different things all kind of brought together whereas I think with Eid it will inshallah it will never go that way because it is so intrinsically linked with one religion one way of life you know um, and it's not it's not really impacted per se by culture um, but I, I think as well, like we're competing against Christmas. <laughs> so I, I, I do, especially as Ida's getting older, I want to make more of a thing of Eid in terms of getting decorations up. We've not really done it yet um, because she's still so young, but definitely, I mean, even like this year, like she sees all the Christmas decorations at nursery, people's houses lit up with all the Christmas lights. And she's like, I love Christmas. Oh, look, Christmas tree, Father Christmas, all this. Um, so it's it's just you know it's it's just making us more aware now that it is she's getting to that age now where Christmas is really really exciting, 
so from next year inshallah i want to start making eid a bigger thing um i'm not going to go all out in terms of buying a loads of presents and nonsense she doesn't need i don't want to take it down that route but i'll definitely get like one nice thing um decorate all the house up the night before and, and i want to try and incorporate our own sort of family traditions because the, the one big thing that is always great about christmas and stuff is you have your family traditions that your family do like we would always go to church and open our christmas presents when we got back always have christmas dinner around the same time then my nan and granddad would come over boxing day it was always that way it was they never came over christmas day always boxing day so i wanted to try and like have our own like eid traditions that she gets excited about every eid she um thinks oh we're going to do xyz that's what's going to be what happens so that's it that's inshallah that's what i'd like to get kind of make it like family traditions around eid that she as a child will get really excited about that's that's really interesting it's you know interesting that you said that you want to create these family traditions because i've realized actually that's what we've done without actually sort of having that as a um as a very structured thought like you've just thought about it it's actually what we've done so the kids know that um you know when they wake i mean when they were young it was very difficult but we tried to say no we will go and pray first at the mosque once we've prayed then we come back then you open your presents and then at lunchtime that's when your cousins will be here and then you can swap presents with them and you know so i guess that's similar to what you were saying alice about how you had that structure as a family uh, as a tradition as a family when you when you were younger and that's what i've done for the kids so even now now my kids are a lot older they still say but um and i'll say to them oh you know you are going to be back for eid and they'll say yeah of course i am you know it's like it's it's taken as written of course they will come back for eid and if they can't then you know we facetime them or whatever you know because it's just you know this is the time that we and then we sit there and we talk about oh do you remember this eid that happened and do you remember that eid that happened so it is it's a way of building up your family's memories and that's the important part of these celebrations it helps you to and like you were saying zahra i think that's lovely that it's part of your family's calendar now but the eid celebration is part of even though they're not muslim they still see it as part of one of the things that they will celebrate with you their their muslim daughter if you like um and i just think that's absolutely beautiful and i think any of our listeners out there if you know if they can get to that stage that you've got to then i think that's a lovely place to be in yeah zahra what did you want to say for anyone who's listening who doesn't see that that would ever be an option or that that could ever happen i can assure you it has been a very long time waiting for it to happen it didn't come easily at all and part of i think how they um got on board with the whole eid thing was just time and seeing that i was still a part of the family and i made them understand or helped them to understand should i say not made that sounds much more forceful than it was um help them to understand you know what the eids are about and then the lead up to it and then what time of year it is and other than taking the mickey out of me a little bit in ramadan um they do understand what that time is and they know that that is part of looking forward to Eid for them um, and then the big Eid later in the year they know that that's the one that they get the barbecue for um, <laughs> they know that they don't get a barbecue for both um, but it has been a long time coming and a lot of it has been that I have been a little bit softer in how I viewed the way that they celebrate theirs because I know that people say you know that Eid's har uh, Easter's haram Valentine's is haram all these things not for them they're that's their celebrations sort of thing so yeah i can't celebrate it because i'm a muslim and that's not what i believe in 
but that's their faith and I respect that and that's their choice and I think yeah Almas oh no I didn't want to butt in I was just thinking oh. about how you were saying that um you know that's their celebration and it made me think about when when I first moved to this house where I am now and I love I love the area that I live in because the neighbors are lovely um to be fair we've lived here the pretty much the longest on my road now because we've been here 20 years but when I first came here I, re I got the kids involved as well this was another thing that I wanted them to know that Eid wasn't just what we did in our family we wanted to kind of share our celebration as well with other people just like how you know when you're at work and everyone's like swapping Christmas cards and whatever so we uh, the kids would made Eid cards then usually we'd buy some chocolates or something or maybe if I had the time I'd make something you know cakes or whatever and the kids that was their job they went round to the neighbors and they had to you know and they were like well, we don't know what to say and I'm like well what do you want to say think about what you want to say that this is your celebration and you know you just want them to be happy just like you're happy so um, you know they'd share into all of that and then that happened for years and then one year because one year, we never got any Christmas cards or anything before that, but one year we started to get Christmas cards and Christmas presents. And then I was faced with this, oh, what do I feel about that? And then I thought to myself, you know what? This is them just being respectful and kind and caring. It's their celebration, just like Eid is my celebration. I'm trying to share the happiness. They're trying to share the love too. So, you know, I know there's a whole discussion about that later on. I'm sure we'll have that discussion, but I just think, you know, as with most things, showing kindness and love in every situation, whatever situation you're faced with, you just can't go wrong with that. You know, you ask Allah to keep you on the straight path and, and to never do anything that displeases him. But at the same time, kindness and love, I just think are the two most, for me, the, 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 the qualities and the characteristics um, of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, that I try and get my kids to use in everything that they do and for me to use as well and everything that I do. Yeah, Zahra. I was just thinking about when you said it's about kindness and love and everybody has their own celebrations and traditions that they celebrate. And it reminded me of very recently in work, there was a lady who celebrates Diwali um, and she's had a lot going on in her family recently and her family's, like her immediate family's a little bit fractured and they're going through a lot. And she was really not looking forward to Diwali and had decided that they weren't gonna celebrate it and it was just gonna pass them by. And I was part of the conversation telling her, you know, you must, you know, get your family together, celebrate, have a meal, do what you normally do, get dressed up, it's so important. And someone heard and they were like, but aren't you against Diwali? Aren't you against, like, how can you encourage someone else to celebrate a, uh, a festival that you don't agree with? I was like, but I agree with her getting to spend time with her family and them celebrating together what they believe in. I'm not going to force them to celebrate Eid, but I am going to encourage them to do what they normally do, especially in a time like this. Well, I was just, I was just sort of thinking, and I think sometimes people can become quite blinkered. Um, and sometimes it's the zealousness of being a convert to any, to any faith, but it's sometimes people lose that kind of grounding in reality. And that just because you follow a way of life now, that doesn't mean what other people do who don't follow that way of life is wrong in any way. So like I, I saw on a, like a revert group, someone posted a YouTube video of a, a woman who's a cursed, which is like, she's a witch. And she was, she, it was on YouTube. She obviously had a YouTube channel for Wicca people who follow that faith. And this uh, posted the video in this group going, oh, um, Astaghfirullah, this is shirk. 
not for her it ain't she's wicker you know, you know it's 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 not like she's a muslim and saying hi i'm muslim and i'm a witch as well and here's me doing po it's not she's she's wiccan that that's her faith it's not shirk for her that's what she believes and sometimes i think people can get very kind of blinkered in terms of thinking because it, what i follow this is how we think and this is what we believe that that then that then colors everybody else on this planet and what they do so in terms of like Zara, you saying that, you know, that the, the Hindu woman you work with, you sort of said to her, you know, it's important that you, you know, get together with your family for a celebration. That in no way I don't see, I don't, I think the person who said that to you afterwards, what on earth is that even about? I just, uh, that would anger me if someone said that to me because that woman's Hindu and Diwali's a very special, you know, um, celebration for her. There's nothing wrong in you saying to her, oh, you know, spend time with your family and celebrate your festival in regards to kind of you're having difficulties it's important for you to get together because that's she's hindu that's that's what she does and so yeah that was my point anyway <laughs> i also think that people forget that when you can be so against other religions and other people's celebrations that it can be like anti-dower so when you're understanding of people you don't have to compromise your faith and compromise what you believe in and what you know, and, and start doing things that go against Islam in order to show a softness and an understanding um, towards other people and their celebrations. And I think that, I think you said about zealousness. And I think when you, some people first convert, that's absolutely where a lot of talks and a lot of people that you get in touch with initially can sort of guide you down that everything's an absolute no and you should block it off and really understanding comes from sharing often and listening to each other and having an appreciation for each other and I think that's just looking at my family for example that's how we've come on so far and it's because I didn't put up a blocker and say unless it's Islam I'm not interested it was like no I am interested what are you doing and why are you doing that oh well look at me and this is what I'm doing and this is why and understanding what parts of their celebrations I can maybe dip my toe into as long as it doesn't um affect my faith almas yeah so i think kind of going back to one of the points that i made earlier it is it, it's the kind of bit of a windy road that you have to navigate when it comes to celebrations i don't think you can just automatically follow somebody else's path of how to navigate it with your own family because they are your own family uh you will know them better than anybody else and and they want you to be part of their life. And I agree with you, Zahra. I think it's when, if you put up too many blocks, and I say this from personal experience because I think I was one of those people who did put up too many blocks. When you put up too many blocks, you do end up alienating your family. Um, that doesn't, and, and you can't, if you don't have a line of communication with people, then then how are you even going to get them to understand the beauty of the truth that you're following? Because they will just see it as, oh, she's just so depressing. All she ever wants to do is just tell us no, 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 no about everything. Um, and yeah, so I hope my listeners don't do what I did because I think that's what I did. And I really learned only through time that 
I'd really kind of cut my nose off to spite my face with that one. And so now there's a lot of backtracking that I'm doing and mm, I'm just kind of hoping it's not too late, you know, to do, to kind of show that it's not such a harsh, very narrow line. That's what they always say. Islam is a broad road. You know, it's not this kind of narrow, thin hairline thickness road that you're traveling on it is a broad road and it's broad enough to be able to include everybody's personal situations with the hope that you're and with the efforts that you make to still follow um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's guidance okay we've got a few minutes left now um has anybody got any other i mean that was really helpful Almas. alice have you got any tips for how people can navigate through this and what kind of mindset they can put on it Take it slowly, take, you know, take time with it. Um, don't do too much too fast. Keep the channels of communication open with your family um, and take it day by day. Don't expect to, especially if you're new to the religion, just to cut everything off because it's not sustainable in the long run. You have to take things at your own time and eventually you'll get there. Um, but yeah, that's, and just try not to isolate yourself from family, really. Thank you. I think for me, it would be educate yourself. Find out for each of these individual non-Muslim holidays, whether they come from another religion or culture or whatever it is, educate yourself, read into what is that holiday about so that you can fully understand if you're dipping your toe into it, exactly what you're getting yourself into and where it falls within Islam, because some of them just aren't as big a deal as others. And it's as simple as that, such as, I don't know, New Year's Eve versus Easter. If you look at the religious aspect and the cultural aspects and the reasons why both of those are celebrated, then you will form your own view as to which one of the two um, probably falls in the should avoid versus not that big a problem. Um, and for me, that has been really important in reading about it. And it's really helped conversations that I've had with family members, friends and colleagues about why they may see me seemingly get involved with one holiday whereas I seem to steer well clear of others and for them it's been really helpful to hear me explain why well for some of them I just don't feel that it goes against everything or as much or doesn't cause my relationship with Allah as much harm um, as some other stuff um, and it's helped me as well be able to draw some boundaries for myself um, and be patient with myself. There's been times when I've probably overstepped um, and displeased a lot in just how involved I've allowed myself to get. And I know that I've got myself to answer to for that one later on. But yeah, other than that, that's my only advice. Educate yourself. Has anybody got anything else they would like to add before we wrap up? No, I think, I think we've said what we need is to say, hopefully some of this has been beneficial for the people listening. Inshallah. Um, Jazakallah khair, everybody, for listening. We will be approaching a Christmas talk um, or a talk that's, that's specifically about Christmas and how to navigate through that closer to the time. Um, so, yeah, have a good December, everybody. We will be back with you next week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, everyone.